Good morning! Hope everybody's doing well today on this wonderful and fabulous Friday morning. You've made it through the work week. The weekend is upon us. I hope everybody is excited and happy and glad to be alive. And uh, you may be thinking, I don't know what kind of drugs that this man is on to be this happy in the morning, but it should be illegal. And uh, so, I uh, don't take any drugs. I'm just naturally an idiot. So, there you go. <laughs> Here we, you know, we got watching this morning. We got Brandy Boyd Young, Angel Dixon, Eileen Zoner, Donna Taylor, Kelly Janice Swift, Darlene Barker, Mike Kinsley, Jennifer Honeycutt. Appreciate all you wonderful and beautiful people watching this morning. And uh, I... Uh, uh, I feel like uh, sometimes Mr. Rogers, I like you just the way you are. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Would you be mine? Oh, won't you be mine? Won't you be my neighbor? There you go, my friends. Hopefully that little ditty will get you through the day. <laughs> so, but you won't see me changing my shoes this morning, and you won't see me putting on a sweater. So there, I am, uh, I'm more like uh, Eddie Murphy's uh, Mr. Rogers. And they knocked on the door and said, what do you want? So, <laughs> but anyway, uh, Donna, tell, tell your sweet little granddaughter I said good morning if she's, when she wakes up, if she's watching. All right, my friends, at this time, let us do our morning Pledge of Allegiance. Attention, salute, pledge. Here we go. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty for all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All right, praise the Lord for these wonderful ver uh, pledges we get to say each and every morning and the freedom to do so. And uh, praise God for this wonderful country. You know, we uh, are... We're, time to vote is upon us and hopefully that you will get out and vote and uh, you know we do live in a democratic society where we are not ruled by kings and we can vote who we want into office and this is you know, a lot of times people ask well how can I make a difference how can I make my voice heard this is one way to do it, is get out there and vote and uh, and hopefully we get some people in there and start making some changes for the better and uh, it just amazes me, uh, the, uh, the lunacy of the liberal left, that uh, Uncle Fester-looking uh, Fetterman guy. Uh, <laughs> I was on Twitter this morning. He did, he did this commercial. He tried to act like, was it, was it Joe Green what was his name back in the 70s, you know, uh, and he, uh, he's coming down the uh, uh, little tunnel, and he's, he's like beat from the ball game, and, and the little boy's talking to him, and, and the kid offers him a coke. Well, Fetterman does that, is trying to reenact that, and it's 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 just unbelievably, horribly bad. You look at it, and you're like, what did I just watch? It's 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 craziness. They, they remember liberals run on emotion; they don't run on facts, and it's just they it's just in pure insanity. But anyway, 
pray, pray hard, and we get some change done. But no matter what happens, we know that God sits on the throne. We know that he's in control, and we know he is sovereign. And ain't a thing going to happen that's not outside his control. So that's all we can do is take faith in that and keep up the fight and keep on keeping on. You know what I mean, my friends? That's what uh, my, my, my papaw used to say. He said, when these things are getting tough or getting down, he said, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and keep on keeping on. So there we go. All right, let's look at our verse of discussion this morning. Looking at James chapter 1, verses 6 through 8. But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. For that person must not suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Praise the Lord for that wonderful passage this morning. Hello, Rusty Poss. Appreciate you tuning in. And for those who ride, be sure and uh, join his uh, ride he's having. Uh, they're meeting at the church tomorrow morning. And Rusty, I don't know the details, but if you want to put those in the comments, feel free to do so so everybody can be a part of that if they so desire. All right, my friends, so getting back to our verse here. And James, uh, you know, one thing that we need to do is that, uh, you know, uh, that James talks about, I think it's in verse 2, that count it all joy, my brothers, in the various trials that you must endure. And that's kind of hard to understand that how you can uh, have joy in the midst of trials. But the joy comes in the fact that we have Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior, our advocate. He's one that gives the power, the ability to endure, to persevere, to keep pushing forward and to not give up and to surrender uh, to the things of the world. And, you know, and, and we see that also in one one that mostly due to persecution, they had suffered the loss of their homes and possessions. Many were not able to escape persecution even in the places to which they had fled. And James wanted to know how to navigate through these trials so they could endure. And so that's the very thing that we may be going through right now, uh, very much so, is that uh, uh, the, the trials and the tribulations right now, inflation is at an all-time high. You go to the shelves at Walmart, they're half empty, uh, or more than half. And now they're claiming that diesel fuel is going to run out, so that's going to affect it, if, in fact, that does. See, that's what they liberals like to do is fear-mongering. Uh, but if that was to happen, how that would dr uh, dramatically affect uh, grocery prices and the ability to obtain food. Um, and not to mention how Christians in and of ourselves, uh, in our own country, we don't, we don't see as much persecution. We see a lot of hatred and bigotry towards Christianity. And I think that as long as liberals remain in power, that will only increase in the, in the attitudes in which we will face, as opposed to other countries where Christians are enslaved or imprisoned or killed for their faith and convictions of Jesus Christ. And forbid that ever happens in this country. But if it were to, just so that Christ will give you the strength and the ability to endure that. You know, I, I remember when I was a kid, when I was at Tri-City Christian School, and I, I was never a, a fan of that school. I never uh, cared much for it. And uh, I hated it every second of it. I was in fights almost every single day. But anyway, you know, one thing that he did ask was, uh, you know, if you were under uh, the... Uh, proverbial gun or a literal gun, uh, would you deny Jesus Christ? 
And, of course, it's easy to say as a child, no, I will not deny Christ. It may be even to say as an adult, no, I will not uh, uh, deny Christ. And let's hope and pray you never do. But sometimes you don't know what you'll do in a particular given situation, time, place, and the circumstances around. I hope and pray to God that I would never, ever deny him. And I would always stand firm and uh, proclaim the gospel no matter the, what I may face or have to endure. But here's the thing, though. You know, I, I think about that. And I think about, you know, uh, yes, I would uh, hope and pray that I would endure anything. But what happens if they have your daughter, your son, your spouse, and they're threatening to kill or torture them if you don't deny Christ Jesus? That That's uh, another food for thought right there. But anyway, I'm kind of getting off track here just a little bit. But anyway, going back to what we're talking about here, what James is talking about is God's wisdom that enables us to endure trials joyfully. All right, That's one thing that we're seeing here. And that uh, when you study the Bible, you know, in this text and context here, wisdom refers to the wisdom that we need to endure trials with God's joy so that we will be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing, as we see in James 1.4. And that he realized that in time of trials, God's people often do like his wisdom and have to endure those trials with joy. Thus he adds in verses 5 through 8, of course, we can ask God for wisdom in any matter in life that we face, but in that context here, it is focused on asking God for the wisdom that we need to endure trials joyfully. Enduring trials with joy goes against our natural inclination. When trials hit, we're prone to ask why. Why is this happening? to me but uh, you know so instead of asking why you know when, when things are hitting hard you know I've, I've I don't want to sit here and lie to you we've hit financial uh, hard places in our lives and there's times when I've had to allow cars to go back and uh, uh, we've we've had to sell things I didn't want to sell and it's, just, it's easy to want to say why Lord why is this happening you know with my health my wife's health why, Lord, is this happening? It's easy to do that when you're facing those trials. Particularly sometimes you feel like you're having to take a step back. Sometimes you have to take a step back to go forward uh, to get yourself your, your, your footing, if you will, so that we can make better life choices and decisions and, uh, and to do better for our family. And uh, I've had to make those hard calls, and it's not fun, and it's not easy, and it is embarrassing uh, when you've had to do those things. But if that's what it takes to keep food on the table, then that's what you got to do. But instead of asking God why these things are happening, ask God to help you to have the strength to endure it, to persevere it, to, uh, to uh, not give in to the depression, the sadness, the anxiety, not give in to those things that want to rob us of our joy or cause division between us and God, but trusting Him fully. That's what it boils down to, depending upon God fully, totally, utterly, and completely, knowing He's going to meet our needs according to, our, our riches, to His riches and glory. And a lot of times we get ahead of God. Sometimes we try to live above our means. And as a result, sometimes there are, there are consequences that come along with that. Uh, but that's why we have to be completely, totally, and utterly dependent upon Him. But, you know, and it, it just, and it, and sometimes it's not so much as God's trying to teach you something. Sometimes we go through trials just for the fact that we live in a fallen world. You know, I think some people are always trying to find meaning in their trials or meaning in their tribulation, but there's not always a meaning. Sometimes it's just the fact we live in a sin-filled world. There is pain. There is suffering. And until we see the, to get to the next level, the next life, we're going to see that. You know, that life is not easy. That's one thing God's Word never did was sugarcoat anything. Thing is the fact that we will face trials and tribulations in this world. So, you know, it is uh, uh, also said too that. Um 
There's a, his name was Warren Wearsby. I hope I'm saying that correctly. Tells about a secretary of his who was going through difficult trials. She had a stroke. Her husband had gone blind, and then he had to be taken to the hospital where, as far as they knew, he would die. Wearsby saw this woman in church one Sunday and assured her that he was praying for her. She started him by asking, What are you asking God to do? He replied, I'm asking God to help you and help you and strengthen you. I appreciate that, she said, but pray about one more thing. Pray that I'll have the wisdom not to waste all of this. Wisdom observed she knew the meaning of James 1.5. So, you know, it's important that we have the proper wisdom. And to, you know, we, it's so easy to have the selfishness and the pride and self-centeredness. It's so easy to uh, waller in self-pity many times. But we need to seek God's wisdom and to seek Him out fully and completely and totally. You know, and, and, you know, and I know that sometimes it's not always as um, uh, easy to do that when you're in the midst of that, you know, and I'm because I, I, hey, I, I've asked why I have slapped and slinged and screamed and yelled and punched walls and what have you, and uh, uh, because I, of anger of what I'm going through or what I'm dealing with, and uh, and then finally after I calmed down from throwing my little hissy fit, throwing a tantrum like a child, then I'm like, I'm sorry, God the Father, forgive me. Help me, Lord Jesus. Strengthen me. Encourage me. Help me to, to keep my eyes focused on you. And I know you will help me weather this storm. And, and so, you know, I, so I'm not sitting up here saying that I've got it all together and I do the very things that we're discussing this morning. No, there's times that I, I, I have a doubt and, I, and I'm, not, I'm not having the full faith that I should have myself. And, uh, and it's easy. It's, you know, when you see those in the world that seem like they're succeeding so well and they seem to have everything that they want, you know, and you feel like, man, I'm doing the best I can and why is all this hitting me? But because this stuff is temporal, what we're going through is temporal and it's only here just for a little while, we are going to have the eternal, we will have the rewards of heaven eternally. And so we don't be caught up in the temporal things of this world. Who cares? You know, it's like whoever has the biggest toys. You know, who cares? Everybody have everything they want. If they want to win the billion dollar lottery, have at it. Who cares? I'm not, this is not, this, you know, everybody has to have nice stuff. There's nothing wrong with that. But the, what we need to focus on is where we're headed and what, what the job that God has for us. You know, one other thing we need to look at here quickly is the fact that, um, Talking about double-minded, all right? You know, we see that here about being double-minded in this verse. And, you know, it is, uh, when you look at that uh, verse, uh, verse 1, 8, rather, uh, the Greek word literally is double-souled man. It refers to a man whose heart is divided between allegiance to God and the allurements of the world. And so, see, there's a lot of people out there that they're not sure if they really want all of God, and they're not fully committed to God. It's nice to know things about God, but then again, they kind of like kind of keeping their foot in the world, and, and they still like going to their parties, and they still like, uh, you know, uh, womanizing, or women can be just as lustful as men, believe it or not, and uh, I knew I figured that out real quick when uh, I had some friends uh, of mine, some female friends, just friends, that's all it was. And they lived at the dorms over at ETSU and when I first started going to college. And I tell you what, these are some of the foulest, most vulgar women or girls I've ever seen in my life. So don't tell me that women can't be as lustful as men are. But sorry, ladies, if I offend you in any way. But I know you ladies are of, of, of sound mind and uh, would never think such things. But anyway, uh, you know, it is, um, uh, you know, but some people want to have that, uh, they still want to play around in the world. 
you know, and so they, they want just enough of God to say, yeah, I'm a Christian, yeah, I attend church every now and then if I go, but, you know, I still have my fun too, so to speak. And that's kind of the way a lot of people think. And there's a lot of women out there that I have talked to and counseled, and, uh, and talk about being double-minded, they, they think that, uh, well, there's a couple of areas. One, they think that they could be engaged or married to an unbeliever. Oh, he's such a nice guy. You don't understand. He's just a, a sweet guy, but doesn't know Jesus Christ Lord and Savior. Well, no, I'm talking to him about that, but are you saved? Well, yes. Well, no, you see, you can't. That's what God's Word says. Not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. It's not going to work. Trust me. I know firsthand. My, my son's mother, uh, you know, when uh, I met her, and uh, I, I thought, uh, you know, because she was an unbeliever, and I thought we could, uh, disre- you know, not even discuss religion. I would at that point in time, being a pastor was the farthest thing from my mind. But I was still a Christian, and trust me, it don't work. It will clash. It's going to come up one way or another. Uh, you know, they try to say, don't steer away from religion or politics. Trust me, in a relationship at some point, and, and it's going to come, it's, you're going to have those discussions, and it's not going to be pretty. And so, and, and not only that, you have individuals, like I said, not just women, men, I've talked to men the same way. Well, she's not a believer, but she's a sweet No, you can't do that. You know, or, or the worst, uh, or, you know, I should say maybe the worst, but it's up there, is male or female dating somebody who's married. Oh, well, they say their husband or their wife is mean to them. They don't talk to them. And, and so, and I said, man, you can't do that. Well, I know God wants us to get it. No, it, it's not going to split up a marriage, people. Come on. You know, it doesn't work that way. And, you know, and it, it's just, God's Word says, don't do it, all right? You, you're not to do that at all. That's being double-minded. That's being unequally yoked together. Uh, it's not only would it be very difficult to, to, to do those kind of things, but, you know, it's either you're going to have to get to the point where either you're going to have to obey God uh, or, and, uh, or you're going to pursue what you want and your desires. You desire the things of God or are you desirable of your own selfish nature? And so that's, where we have, that's really the point we have to get to is that we want God's decision in every area of our life. We want to be committed to Him. We want to obey Him. If I mean sacrifice and have to break up with somebody that maybe our heart desires, see, that's one thing, too. You, those in the world say, what does your heart tell you? Man, what's God's Word say? The heart is desperate wicked. Who can know it? You don't trust your heart. You trust God. What does God's Word tell you? And God's Word is clear. You don't go down this road. You don't have to sit there and, you know, the, the, the fresh water don't flow with salt water. Light has no business with darkness. You, you, it doesn't work. I'm just trying to tell you, you can't be double-minded. You either have to be all in for God or you're not. And my friends, I know it's tough. I know there's temptations out there. I know that we are sin-filled individuals, but praise God, we are saved by grace. He forgives us of our faults, and he, he allows us to have the strength and the ability to keep pushing forward. So my friends, all right, when you face those trials, don't give up. Keep pushing forward. Pray for that wisdom. Pray for that strength. God will, you know, you draw close to God, he's going to draw close to you. And, you know, and that's what we have to do is pray for those things. The devil wants to make it hard. The devil wants to make you think you're a failure. The devil wants to hammer you down every chance you get. But that's when you have to start swinging back. You know, when I was a kid, I was bullied a lot for my, uh, uh, my grandmother's Japanese. And I was somewhat of a portly child. And I would take and I would take and I would take to the point then 
Uh, after I got pushed so far, I would start swinging. And, you know, and I think sometimes, Christians, we take so too much from the old devil. We take and we take and we take. And sometimes we keep on taking. But if that's going to actually come to a point where you want to start get up and start swinging. And say, I'm not going to take it anymore. I'm a child of God. I'm victorious. And you're not going to hold me down. You're not going to tie me down. Because I know who stands before me. I know who stands behind me. And I know who stands beside me. And that is the mighty God in heaven. And I will not be broken. So my friends, you take that to heart today. You take it. And you take the old devil to the mat. And you let him know where your power lies. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Help us, Lord Jesus, each and every day to fight and, and push forward. Give us the strength. Give us the wisdom we need when enduring trials. And help us to keep our eyes focused on you. Help us not to be double-minded, Lord Jesus, but single-minded and focused on you. Lord, who's been watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, let him pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God to protect us. I pray every morning. Be with all my brothers and sisters in Christ who are watching and listening this morning. Please watch over God and protect them. Help them to meet their needs financially. Help them mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Help the Lord Jesus uh, to endure and to persevere. Lord, be with all of our kids, our children, our spouses. She put a whole edge of protection about them. Let them get to their work, school, or play, and, and let them get home safely. Lord, help us to be a light in this world of darkness and serve you well. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I do appreciate you all for watching this morning. Don't forget, at uh, Sunday morning, 1045 a.m., you I will be bringing the morning message. And I, you better get there early. The masses get there. Some have said that um, they wish that Billy Graham crusades could have been as large. So, you know, I, I hate it has to be that way, but if you can get to, you might want to get, get you a, get a good seat. <laughs> but, uh, of course, you know, I'm being facetious. But, uh, but yeah, I'll be, be preaching this morning at 1045, online only at 6 uh, p.m. And I uh, hope everybody has a great weekend, a blessed weekend. Hope everybody has a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.